The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Miracles are now. They're not tomorrow, they're right now. The first step is you must be born again. Once you're born again, you're alive to God again, and he's talking spirit to spirit. See, that's your potential. Your potential is not in your flesh. See, you can't listen to your human logic because nowhere in the Bible did logic produce a miracle. Never let what your eyes see determine what your heart believes. The just shall what? Live by faith. And you and I are to live that way. This is where I think we need to look at first in terms of this whole idea of miracles, that we've seen them as something that's exceptional, something that's an event. But the supernatural should be a part of your life. And the Bible talks about this whole idea of faith because without faith, you really can't move into that supernatural realm. Now, let's talk about faith for just a minute here. Jesus did everything by faith. He did everything by faith. Um, and he was busy trying to get them to do things by faith. He was trying to get them to understand how faith works and how they can conquer things and accomplish things with their faith. Because God demands that we grow up. Now, I know some people don't want to do that, and, and, and God left them where they were, but he demands because he's got work to do, and you can't do it as a baby. We've got to grow up. Now, let's look at a couple of scriptures. Look at Rome, Romans, please, and Romans chapter 1. And let's just look at that one. And look at verse 16. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is Apostle Paul talking. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, unto the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, the just shall live by faith. It's not an event. That's every day. And you and I are to live that way. Now, if somebody said, well, Pastor Reverend, I don't know whether, well, wait a minute. Jesus was our example. And he came as a man anointed by God. Now, we know he was fully God, but he let his Godhead ability aside and became as a man. And he then began to, Lord have mercy. Can I, can I just talk? Because this thing is running through me. As he was moving by faith, he, he only used money And the money that he used, he got by faith. See, he, he didn't, he went around money. Are, are you with me? All right, let's, let's, let's see what I'm talking about here. He said, go in town and you'll see a donkey tied up. 
on time and bring him here. If somebody asks you, what are you doing with that donkey? Tell them the Lord has need of it. Now, why didn't he pay for it? He did. Faith is a currency. And when God sees faith, he'll transfer goods into your hand. Now, here's another one. How about in John's gospel and John chapter 6? Let's start there in the verse that I started in this morning. I think it's verse uh, 5. Okay. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come to him. He said to Philip, where can we buy bread that these may eat? Watch this. And he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now, I, I like what <laughs> a preacher friend of mine says, hey, this is where you go from intellect, this is where you go from intellect to instinct. You just know what to do. But anyway, he knew what he would do. Now watch this. And Philip answered him, said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Now notice what he's doing. He's right away taking the plan of God and figuring out how long he needs to work and how, many wage, how much wages he needs to get so he can pay for it to feed these people. But everything that God has you involved in is paid for. This is the way, Lord have mercy. Stay with me. He now is using, he's teaching those disciples how to use their faith. Jesus well, let's do the next verse. And one of his disciples, Andrew Peter's brother, uh, 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 Peter's brother said to him, there's a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what is that among so many? When Adam fell, he went from discerning to learning. And discern is a higher level. You see things that are not obvious to the natural eye. And he discerned seed. But right away flipped over into his reasoning and his intellect, and it says, what is that among so many? Jesus said, that's enough. Just bring it here. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, the disciples of them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Jesus was giving it to them to multiply. Where is your faith? See, he said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. The just shall live by faith. Now, wait a minute. Faith to faith. It means that you got to grow in faith. God is expecting you to grow in faith. Come on now, because we got to go from manna to fruit. We, we've got to go from just getting saved to being useful for the kingdom. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm saying that he is the author. Put it up there, please. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. He said, Jesus Christ is the author and finisher 
of our faith. Finisher. Have you ever gotten a piece of wood and you go do something with it and you sand it down, you use some rough sandpaper, and then you pretty soon you give some real fine sandpaper? Why? You're finishing it. He's finishing you. He's teaching you how to talk like him, walk like him, think like him, believe like him. Come on. Why? Because you're flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. You've got the same thing in you that he has. That's why he's got parts up there already for you. Put this one up there, please. Over in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Watch this. To the inheritance incorruptible, come on, and undefiled, come on, and fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. He has got even parts reserved for you. If your eye went bad, he's got another part. See, your DNA is on file. Come on, when he died, he gave you his flesh, and you died and gave him yours. I'm saying God has got you covered from front to back, from head to toe. He knows what you're going to need when you need it. Say amen. amen. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows that you're going to have some problems with your foot down the line. He said, I can get you a new foot. All you've got to do is you come to me, believe you received it when you pray, and you will have it. Amen. Folks, it's all about faith. Come on, how we doing? And what happened is this Babylonian system, you got to watch it now because it's directly opposite. That's why in Mark chapter 10, he talked about, you know, Peter and John or whoever came to him and said, hey, let one of us sit on your right hand and the other on your left. He said to them, you don't know what you're asking. He said, the kingdom of God is not like that. The world is like that. The world is looking for somebody to boss. Kingdom is looking for somebody to serve. And in the world, you have a big CEO up here, and you have CEO, and you got a Mercedes, and you got a parking space, and so forth and so on. In the, king, in, the, in the world, you got this guy down here, he's a night janitor, whatnot, and so forth, catching the bus to work every day. Well, see, that's the world system. But if you swing it over to the kingdom, the janitor can have a jet. See, because, because, listen, because it's not labor. Your labor is in the Word of God. It's all been paid for. It's all been given. God has given you everything you'll need according to life and godliness. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I was down there doing a taping down in Texas. The last few days. And the man of God said this, Bill, let me tell you something. He said, this is a tweet. He said, one of the main, he said, one of the main jobs, one of the, the number one job of a prophet is to give you something to say. They didn't stop there. He said, let me tell you something. He said, now, where does your faith come from? This is what you got to get into. Look at Mark 
chapter 11 and verse 22. All right, Mark 11, 22, he said, and Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, what have you been taught the translation of that is? Have the God kind of faith. But I don't think some of y'all still grab it, what he said. He, it translates, have God's faith. God's faith. That's the faith that created all of this. That faith feeds on impossibility. It loves it. It's drawn to it. And it completely is opposite to human reason. Are you with me? So he said, now you got this faith. Now, how does faith come? That's Romans chapter 10, verse 17. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Y'all doing good so far. Does that faith grow? Put it up there, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We're bound to give, uh, to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith, what? Groweth exceedingly. we just stop right there. So faith can grow. Whose faith is it? God's faith. Who did he give it to? You. What are you supposed to do with it? Use it. All right. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, be that transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think what? Soberly, according as God has given, has dealt to every man what? The, the measure of faith. Not a, a measure, the, the, gave you the same as he gave me. Now, if I can come back in this ministry and believe God for something, we, we need something in this ministry. The department needs something. They rig out a PO. The PO comes to a certain department and so forth. If it's a certain amount, they sign it off on it. The manager signs off on it. If it's not, if it's over that amount, you've got to come here, right here. LBW. Okay, got to come here. Now, so come here. I sign off. But when I see it and see that amount, I got to believe God. Amen. Amen. I got to believe God. No. Now we got all this going on in this ministry. Now this just doesn't happen. So don't think you're just going to float over to the other side. There's a storm always going over. Now, so I believe God for this. And this is what he told me, the man of God. Now remember what he said. One number one reason to give me something to say. He said, <clears throat> that any department can believe for the same amount of revenue that you brought in your whole ministry all year. It took me one minute, one second to process that. Why? Because they got the same faith I do. 
took the fish, put it in their baskets, and let them multiply. Come on, come on now, come on. You see, you can teach your kid to believe for his own car. This vision, see, Babylon has stacked a CEO up here and the night watchman down here or somebody taking the bus down here and none of the twain shall meet. Folks, here it's not so in the kingdom because faith becomes a currency that if God won't bring it to you like it is, he'll give you the money to get it. Say amen to that. Say amen. amen. So I saw that. I said, man, that's right. I need to teach them how to use their faith. Folks, even in planning, don't even plan naturally. Think about it. Think about it. When Jesus was on the shoreline preaching. Here he was preaching. And once he had finished preaching, he asked Peter to use his boat. Do you think that was just coincidental? No. No. And so he stepped in his boat and told him to push out a little from the land and he sat down and taught. So what does teaching do? It roots out unbelief. Because the end product is not doubt. The end product is not fear. The end product is unbelief. Because with unbelief, you can't cast it out. You got to root it out. And it root it out takes time. And some people come in here one Sunday and they'll come back for the next four months and so forth. You ain't getting rid of nothing. You're just religious. You're just trying to come in to cross out a square so you can tell God you went to church and so forth. That, that's religion. You need to come in and get a consistent dose of the Word of God because it's going to be hacking away at that root. Hacking away at that root. And pretty soon, breakthrough. And when breakthrough comes, you'll never be broke another day in your life. Sickness will have to leave your house. Come on. All that stuff that's going on between you and your wife, it's got to go. So here he is in the boat. So he's teaching. Then he stops and turns to Peter and say, now launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Now just that teaching, that hour, whatever he spent with him, built enough faith to break through his economic drought. He's taken each one of us from faith to what? Faith. Every one of us. You're going to have to be a steward of faith. A steward is a person that's got to bring back a prophet. So what did he do? And Peter got, Jesus said, let down your nets for a draught. What did Peter let down? Put it, <laughs> he didn't pull nets. What did he get? One net. Which one was that? The oldest one. 
He didn't plan for the supernatural. Folks, are y'all with me? What did he tell a woman? Go out and borrow some vessels. Watch this. Don't borrow a few. Didn't he tell her that? Number one job of a prophet is give you something to say or something to do. And so what did she do? She went out and borrowed those vessels. But when the oil started pouring, she said, give me another vessel. They said, we don't have any more. So you got to plan for the supernatural. Plan for overflow. Plan for more than enough. Say amen to it. If you don't expect the supernatural, you won't get it. Man, he pulled that net breaking net and the net broke and so called his partners and they filled up their ship and so forth. That's a supernatural catch. I said, that's a supernatural catch. Now I'm saying to you right now, faith is a key. Now, faith dictates the time. Now watch this. God said in Genesis chapter one, let there be light. Okay, there was light. Now, if you go all the way down to Genesis chapter, when he said, let there be light, that was not the light that you see out here. That was the glory that all this was written on. All right, now watch this, let there be light. So go down to Genesis chapter one, verse 14. Just pop that up there, please. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Watch this. And let them be for a, what, what? Sign. And for what? Seasons. And for what? Days. And for what? Years. That's when time started. And time was never meant to tell you what to do. You were made to manage the time. Look at Psalm chapter 8 and verse 6. Thou madest him to have what? Dominion over what? Over the works of thy hands. Let me just give you a word. Everything has already been finished in heaven. Time was created, it did not always exist. Religion tries to keep you conformed to time. And time will imprison anybody who will conform to it. You were never meant for time to tell you what to do. Once you get faith, it's a higher law than time. And faith tells time where to, what to do and where to go. Now you are going to manage your life completely different from now on. I said you are going to manage your life completely different from now on. The just shall live how? By faith. By faith. 
faith is when? If God planned for you to be managed by time, he would never have given you faith because faith tells time what to do. This supernatural, the reason why I'm covering this that I'm covering right here is because I want to start getting you to think supernaturally. You're going to leave this place and go out there. I'd like you to start thinking totally different. And when you start thinking totally different, different manifestations can come through your life. It's time for us to be a part of a a company that if the company is running a deficit, you can use your faith and bring that company back into profitability. Say amen to that. See, it's just not for us. It's for us to be a blessing to other people. Miracles are now. They're not tomorrow. They're right now. The first step is you must be born again. Once you're born again, you're alive to God again, and he's talking spirit to spirit. See, that's your potential. Your potential is not in your flesh. See, you can't listen to your human logic because nowhere in the Bible did logic produce a miracle. Never let what your eyes see determine what your heart believes. The just shall what? Live by faith. And you and I are to live that way. Live the lifestyle of the supernatural and experience miracles through your faith now in Pastor Winston's life-changing four-disc series, The Supernatural Church, Volume 1. To order on CD or DVD, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Romans chapter 1, verse 17 says, the just shall live by faith. Now, let's talk about faith every now and then. I mean, we're going to live that way. <laughs> now, how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And faith feeds on the impossible. I mean, when you're faced with a situation and you're in faith, you laugh. <laughs> you laugh. Why? Because it's drawn to that situation because faith knows it can overcome anything. Now, remember, faith and human reason are on opposite sides. <laughs> so oftentimes when you're in faith, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but when you're in sense, it doesn't make faith. Praise the Lord. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, we're going to see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. Presenting Faith for the Supernatural at the 2014 International Faith Conference, September 7th through the 12th at Living Word Christian Center. Don't miss six power-packed nights of faith building, teaching, and preaching of the Word of God with anointed praise and worship that will help activate the faith in you. Speakers include Dr. Jesse Duplantis, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Pastor Cash Luna, Dr. Kreplo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, and our very own Dr. Bill Winston. Musical artists for this year's conference include Walt Whitman and the Soul Children of Chicago, David and Nicole Binion, Merlon Devine, Adlin Cruz, Donald Lawrence and Company, and the Living Word Concert Choir. Don't miss it.
be there. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. 